0: Hello, I'm Joshua Gearhart, your host on the Face Off Podcast. And today, on today's special episode, we take a detour from discussing Millersville ice hockey as I'm joined by Millersville star wide receiver Christian Drayton III. It's now time to snap the ball and highlight the success Christian has had at Millersville and dive into his future football plans. The Face Off Podcast starts right now. Hike, hike. <laughs> So what did your commitment process look like? In short, how did you end up here at Millersville for football, Christian?
1: Uh, So first of all, I'd just like to thank you for having me. Um, It's an honor and a privilege. Um, So just wanted to get that out right away. Absolutely. Uh, So initially coming out of high school, I actually, my only offer was to Lock Haven University. So I did start my college career out there. Ended my freshman season as a starter, Um, played and started in just about every game my sophomore year. I didn't feel like the team was headed in the right direction necessarily, so I decided to enter the transfer portal after my second season there. Once I entered the portal, um, Millersville was one of the first teams to offer me. Um, I actually had a pretty decent game against them my sophomore year, so... They were interested almost right away. And then nice. them showing the initial interest as well as being able to meet back up with a bunch of my teammates from high school ultimately is what led me to choose Millersville when I was in the portal.
0: Now, when you say teammates from high school, who did you play with in high school that is currently playing at Millersville with you?
1: Um, so currently that's still there is Isaiah Anishak. Um He graduated a year prior to me, as well as um, some people that have um, already moved on past Millersville, Damian Diaz. Um, Rafael Lozado, um, um and there might have been a few other sprinkles here and there. Um, so it was just nice to, you know, link back up with some guys that I already had a rapport with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like you talk about the differences between your high school football years and your years playing at Millersville Lock Lockhaven. what was like the biggest difference that you can recall?
1: Uh, the biggest difference I would say was the the family aspect of the team, you know, coming from, I went to Bethlehem Catholic High School, where I Pretty well-known team, have a good football program there um, year in and year out. And we always were a team when it came to off-the-field stuff. It wasn't just on the field. It's when we came together. And I think, honestly, that's what makes the biggest difference between successful and teams that aren't as successful is how well you guys get along off the field.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. So how many years have you played football here at Millersville
1: then? Um, So actually, I transferred in uh, the spring of 2020. So I was going into the 2020 season with high hopes, going into my junior year, and then COVID happened. Hmm. Um, So a lot of people saw that as a drawback, but I actually saw it as an advantage. Um, It allowed me an extra year to, you know, learn the system. Um, You know, like I said, build that team aspect, family aspect up, and um, really get everything down packed. So then I ended up playing the 21 and 22 seasons at Millersville.
0: Absolutely. So what is your favorite Millersville football memory then? And it can be absolutely anything that comes to mind.
1: It's a good one. Uh, so <laughs> I guess from an individual aspect, I would have to say um, playing against my former team, my junior year, um, and being able to perform against them well, as well as come out with a win. Um, you know, that always feels good. You know, a lot of emotions running. Um, how do you, how build, are you able
0: to harness those emotions after, you know, play against your old team? What, what does that feel like? How are you able to control those emotions then?
1: I mean, at least speaking, I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of athletes, but I know for me myself, when I'm on the field, I mean, everything else is blocked out. Yeah. Um, football has always been something that was a, an escape for me in a way. Um, no matter what's going on outside or off the field, I can just zone in on football and strictly football when I'm on the field. So, absolutely, I'm not really the distracted player too often.
0: Now, and then you talk about the transfer portal, too. What was your experience like in the transfer portal? Is it nerve-wracking at all?
1: Um, so I can see a lot now how it could be nerve-wracking um, with just the amount of players that are entering the portal. I kind of got in and out of the portal before it was, like, the next big thing, um, yeah. if you know what I mean by that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it wasn't impressive. as nerve
1: Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Um, which I also is throwing off recruiting for high school kids. Um, I've been talking to a lot of the guys back at my former high school and it's a lot of kids with talent, and they're just not getting as much recognition as maybe they should because, you know, why do you want a 17-year-old kid when you could get a 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kid that has already maybe taken some snaps at that level? Right. Um. But, yeah, fortunately, when I was in the portal, um, it was quick and somewhat easy, and um, I was able to find a home after that, and I'm thankful for that.
0: Well, and that's awesome. You talk about your high school football team being a powerhouse. Did you guys ever have the opportunity to play for, like, a state championship or anything like that?
1: Um, unfortunately not a state championship. Um, we did win districts, I believe three times while I was there and went to the state semifinals each of those three years as well.
0: See, I went to, uh, I went to Hershey high school and um, if you know anything about Hershey high school football, it's not typically a football school. I think we had one good year when I was there at Hershey high school and it's, yeah, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a football school by any standard. So we were definitely a long run from any, any championship for sure. But congratulations yeah, to you guys. That's massive. Yeah, so, for sure. Can you give our listeners some insight regarding your nil deals with Next Trend and Lizard Tech? So, how did you get them, and how does the
1: deal work? Um, so, I don't want to necessarily call it an nil deal necessarily. Um, I wasn't getting paid from either company. It was kind of more of a, just like a partnership. Gotcha. Um, so, Next Trend started out simply by I would just, you know, mention them on my Instagram story or tag them in my pictures and whatnot. Um, and then it led to a few comments and messages here and there. And then I was actually put into a group where we get um, discounts on products, access to some exclusive items and stuff like that. Um, so nothing too crazy, just a nice little, you know, little addition. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, then as far as Wizard Tech goes, um, they actually reached out to me on Instagram. Um, I believe they were previously working with some of my teammates um, out at Millersville. Um, and then they actually sent me sets of sleeves to wear in um, both of the bowl games I played in.
0: Oh wow. That's that's pretty awesome. Would you recommend yeah, definitely. would you recommend their products to other football players as well?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Um a big issue I had with sleeves um throughout my football career was that they get slippery and you know, you have to worry about fumbling and whatnot. But yeah. Lizard Tech sleeves actually have a grip that's almost similar to the grip on the palm of a football glove that runs up the entire inside of the sleeve. Holy so God. that worry worry's gone and you still have the you know, the style from it
0: that's that's unbelievable so if you're listening if you're listening to this and you're a football player lizard tech and next trend is the way to go um definitely definitely yeah so you just recently played in the fcs bowl at daytona beach alongside your fellow teammate tyler tate so what did it mean to you to play in a game of that magnitude and is playing in front of professional scouts intimidating at all to you
1: um like i said you know this relates back to you know being distracted and whatnot um i didn't see it as any type of intimidation um the way i I took it was. It was another reason to perform. And, you know, it was a great experience, you know, to be able to go against guys from bigger schools and, you know, met some good guys there, some that I still talk to today. And, you know, playing in that game was actually what provided me with the opportunity to play in the tropical bowl, um, which followed that up.
0: Yeah. Can you talk more about that? What opportunity did you get from the SCS bowl and how did you land an opportunity to play in the tropical bowl?
1: Um, yeah, so <clears throat> pretty much what happens was, um, the same people that run the Tropical Bowl run the FCS National Bowl. So they select a certain amount of players depending on, you know, what they need or spots they need filled for the tropical bowl, um, and bring up their better performers from the FCS Bowl to that.
0: Would you say that playing in these bowls were higher competition levels than what you faced at Millersville?
1: I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, you've got to just, you know, you look at the team the you know, the teams that you're playing against, you know, I've played against Kids from Oklahoma, UCLA, Florida State, um, as well as having some of them on my team, uh, you know, playing in that tropical bowl. So it was great to be able to see myself perform against that level of talent and, you yeah. know, just you know, show that the small school kids can get it done, too. Absolutely. And what did it mean to
0: play alongside your buddy from Millersville, Tyler Tate? What did that look like for you?
1: Oh, it was great. Um, Funny story, actually, in the National Bowl, he was on the other team, so <laughs> if you know Tate, you know he likes to run his mouth, so oh, he was yes. in my ear <laughs> the entire game um, nonstop, but, you know, it's all love. We actually we flew down and um stayed in an Airbnb together for both games, so That's it was awesome. nice.
0: Millersville boys stick together, you know how it is. Yes, sir. So then I wanna ask you, what was the atmosphere like at the tropical bowl? Did you speak to any scouts and what bond did you develop with your teammates?
1: Um yeah, so the atmosphere it was it was intense for sure. Um, the scouts like um pretty much circled the entire field. So when we go down there, there were two days of practice and then a game. Um and, I mean, before all that you get your measurements done and everything and so kind of like you know, the combine. A, yep, yep. Almost exactly like that. So you know, you walk into a room and you got I think there was 31 out of the 32 NFL teams there, you know, yeah, sitting in one. chairs just watching yeah. you get measured, and they're reading off your measurements, and it's like, like this is real, like I'm being like raffled off in a way. Um, so then you get to the practices, and it's literally they're wrapped around the entire field the entire time, you know, taking notes on you, pulling some guys aside, talking to them, um, telling them what they would like to see from them and whatnot. Um, and then you come game time, you know, playing in, I believe it was Camping World Stadium down in yeah. Orlando. Yep. Just a huge facility. Um, you know, playing on their bright lights. At the end of the day, it's football, so I'm pretty locked in, so I'm not too worried about, you know, fans making noise or anything like that.
0: Yeah, so did did you have the opportunity to speak with any NFL scouts at all?
1: Um. Yeah, so I've been in contact with the Chiefs and the Colts directly, um, and then I've also had some interest from the Rams, Packers, and Jaguars, as well as some CFL teams.
0: Wow, that's pretty impressive. The Jaguars could use use some weapons for T-Law for sure. So that would be a, a good landing spot. And then the coaches that you had for both FCS and Tropical Bowl, can you touch upon the experience you had with them?
1: Um, It was great. You know, they, they select good, solid coaches that, you know, you have a lot to learn from. Um, My receiver coach that coached me in the FCS Bowl was actually an intern with the Jaguars prior to that. So, you know, you're learning from top notch guys and you know, we weren't able to get it done as a team in the SDS Bowl, but we did come out with a substantial victory in the Tropical Bowl.
0: Yeah, I think you guys went up to, what, early 27-3 to 3 lead and never looked back, I think. Was that was that correct?
1: Yeah, I believe the final score was 45-10 to 10 or something like that, wow. something crazy.
0: Big show out for you guys then. And 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 I got to ask, how did you like the Miami Vice uniforms?
1: Oh, I love them. I got my jersey hanging up on my wall right now, <laughs> and I look at it every day.
0: I, I saw a picture of those. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Those were so clean. So clean. Yep.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So now, what does your training regimen look like, and how have you been preparing for the NFL draft?
1: Um, So, you know, uh, you know, people might think that, you know, training kind of slacks off after your senior season, and, like, you're pretty much there, and it's just a matter of getting picked, but – It's actually the opposite so my training is actually more intense now than it's ever been um you know it's pro days coming up and whatnot absolutely so i've been getting lower body and core work in with my trainer three times a week in order to prep for my 40 my broad my vertical jump and stuff like that um as well as you know we're doing lifts runs jumps running on the track getting stance and start together um working on balance you know mobility everything And then in addition to that, I'm lifting on my own four times a week, at least upper body, you know, maintain that strength because, you know, we got a bench press at the pro days as well. Um, Not to mention my diet has been a lot better and more consistent. Um, I'm on a consistent sleep schedule. So, you know, everything has to be really dialed in um, in order to have you in your best shape for your pro day.
0: What would you say is like the hardest aspect of kind of reworking your regimen, you know, differently to prepare for the draft night?
1: I mean, you know, something that, you know, coming from a small school, it's you have to really make yourself stand out mm-hmm, in absolutely. some way, if not every way. Um, you know, I was talking to my agent yesterday, and his thing was you're not just competing against the guys in your conference now, you're going against the CD Lambs, the Jessa Jefferson, because you have to provide a team with something that they don't already have or that they're not going to have soon. Um, so, you know, you just constantly have to work at your craft, um, in every aspect.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. So what agency are you currently a part of now as well?
1: Um, I actually, um, just signed with A&D Sports Entertainment. Wow.
0: And are they, and they based like locally or like, are they around local here? Uh,
1: they're based in New York actually. Um, but they have, uh, people that work with them all throughout the country. Pretty much their CFL, uh, scout is actually based up in Canada. Wow. So yeah, they're pretty spread out.
0: That's that's pretty impressive. So now, if you had to compare your style of play to a current NFL player, what player comes to mind and why?
1: Um, I would have to say that uh, my game resembles Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that we have similar builds and, I believe, route running ability, um, mm-hmm. you know, that big playmaking ability. And I feel like I have the speed, you know, catch the ball in space and make it hurt. Um, yeah. That was actually one of the big things that, you know, Millersville had uh, instilled in me when they were recruiting me was they felt that I could be that, game changer that, you know, takes the top off of a defense. And, you know, I've shown that I can make that spectacular catch when it's needed, when the ball might not be in the best spot for you. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get your team in the right position.
0: It's always seemed like the 50-50 balls, too, you have a knack for just winning those as well. So that's that's huge at the next level, especially because there's a lot of D-backs who are, you know, very competitive, and you got to, you know, beat out the best in the field for sure. So that's, that's a really good skill to have.
1: Yeah, definitely. Cause, you know, you get to that next level, it's not going to be, you know, five, 10 yards of separation on a route. You know, the guy's going to be in your hip sometimes, and the ball's still going to come to you. So, no, be able to make every play.
0: And you talk about route running. How important is route running in the NFL?
1: Um, I believe it's just as important at every level. Um, you know, I think that what's really going to separate players in the next level is understanding defenses and how you need to run your route in order to, you know, either get yourself open or get somebody else open, you know, depending on what coverage they're in, you might be running a route, running right into the safety, but it's opening somebody else up underneath you um, and vice versa. You might have to run it at a different angle so you can get over top of that safety and he bites on the guy that's inside of you. And then there you are over the top for a touchdown.
0: Do you have like a select few, like select group of routes that like your favorite go-to's?
1: Um, yeah, my favorite would have to be a deep over-the-top post from the outside. You know, okay. um, there's just too much you can do with it. I feel like it's almost unstoppable. Absolutely. Um, I like my comebacks and curls as well. I feel like the top of my route is something that you know I really worked consistently and put a lot of attention on in the last uh, couple of years, and I feel like it's really showed. So I feel like that's where a lot of my separation comes from. Is you know getting in and out of breaks efficiently with speed, maintaining that speed throughout the entire route and then, you know, coming back to the ball and attacking it violently and making sure I'm the only one that can get hands on it. Absolutely. So making it to
0: the NFL is extremely difficult. And an article from Sports Kita outlines the hardships college football players face when trying to realize their NFL dreams by stating the percentage of college players that make the NFL is incredibly low. In fact, just 1.6% of college players will become a professional in the NFL. And now flashback to Millersville, only four players in Millersville football history have made it to the NFL and got, and only three of those players got drafted. So in your eyes, what sets you apart from other NFL draft prospects? And in your eyes, what are scouts looking for?
1: You know, like I said earlier, um, scouts are looking for, you know, something that they don't have or Absolutely. something that they're going to need very soon. Uh, I feel like something that separates me is my versatility Mm. um with my size and my stature I feel like I can play inside or outside receiver um you know I'm somewhat heavier lower body I feel like I could see some backfield time if need be um whereas I feel like a lot of guys are you know stuck at one position and they might be a little bit shorter so they have to stay in the slot or they might be really tall and not as you know quick and efficient with their cut so they have to stick outside um as well as my kick return ability I feel like I have a good understanding with kick return schemes and whatnot. And I feel like I'm able to, you know, produce on that pretty consistently. Uh, and then another thing would be my determination. Um, as I mentioned, testing numbers are already substantial for what I'm doing as far as, you know, my vertical, my, my broad jump, my bench press, all that. And I'm still consistently looking for ways to improve, you know, cause you know, can't shoot too high, you know? Absolutely. What is in your, in your eyes,
0: what is the hardest aspect about kick returning because you got, you know, big, big guys coming and barreling down on you, looking to blow you up. So like for someone of my stature, it's, it's kick returning is terrifying. So like, how do you, how do you handle the kick returning aspect? And how do you, how do you able to take the ball to the house? Like how can you bounce to the outside and get that elusive speed?
1: Um, So my big thing is I feel like you have to, you know, really understand your kick return scheme as a whole, Um, understand where guys are going to be, where they're supposed to be, which angle they're going to be set at. And, you know, pretty much set your blocks up for yourself. You know, a lot of it is you just got to hit it with speed at the end of the day. Um, You know, if you try to take baby steps and dance around and wait for something to happen, it might happen, but chances are you're going to be too late. Whereas if, you know, you hit it full speed, if it's there, it's only going to be there for a second, if that. So you got to be there right when it's there. Um, and see it before it happens
0: now has there ever been a moment in your football career at any level where you might have waited a step too late and you learned a lesson on a kicker turn that you learned not to
1: repeat yeah definitely um one that comes to mind right away is uh one of my first kicker turns back in uh back in high school um it was probably i want to say my freshman year late in a varsity game we're blowing a team out and um I got the chance to get the ball in my hands and, you know, I'm a freshman on the varsity field. I want to make the biggest play I can. So I just tried to do too much and ended up not going anywhere. Um, So I learned that. And then as well as uh, let's say there was a kick return my junior year, I kind of just hesitated initially when I caught the ball. Um, I still was able to hit that gap. You know, like I said, there's that small chance that you still hit it, but I was able to get tripped up by the last guy. Um, And had I not hesitated, it probably would have went for a a hundred yard touchdown.
0: So, If there's anything that scouts don't know about you currently as of right now, what would you want them to know about you that they might not know?
1: Um, I would say that I can compete against any level. Um, You know, I've performed at both of the bowl games I've played in. Like I said, um, one of the bigger catches I had in the Tropical Bowl was um, over top of a kid from, I believe, uh, University of Southern Florida. Um, And then, as well as there was a, uh, I believe he's the nickel corner from Oklahoma there as well. Um, So I've, Proving that day in and day out at practices down there that I can compete with anybody. Um, yeah, I just need that opportunity.
0: And those are now no slouch football schools as well. So that's that's pretty impressive to have on your repertoire as well. Definitely. So last question here. What advice would you offer to other football players when it comes to chasing their dreams of playing in the NFL?
1: Um, you know, just you know, never give up and never stop working towards the dream that you want. If you're at the top already, somebody's behind you chasing to come get your spot. And even when you think you're at the top, you're really not. Um, And I'll relate that back again to, you know, what my agent said, you know, coming out of college, you might be that guy, but now you're going against the best of the best. You're not competing against guys in your conference. You're competing against NFL stars now because you need a spot that somebody else has.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's tough. I mean, that's part of the toughest aspect of the NFL, you know, learning and growing from the fact that you're not, you know, the guy that you were in college and learning that the fact that you're having to compete against these real grown men now in a world where it's, it's very competitive. I mean, the NFL is probably the most competitive Probably sports leagues in the world because there's no like minors for the NFL. You know, there's no development league to help NFL players grow and develop. I mean, granted, they have the XFL now and the USFL. But like, there's no like minor leagues like they have in baseball for like these players to develop. So like you gotta be yeah. ready once you get out of college, to just just go right in the big leagues.
1: Yeah, that's another thing. You can't just you know wait around and get that phone call and then get ready. Um, it's uh, there's the ups and the downs. There's the highs and the lows, obviously. Um, but you just have to stay consistent and always stay ready, so you don't have to get ready because you can get that call any day of the week, and you need to be on the next plane out of your city.
0: Right, and you know football is one of the sports that have like one of the biggest grinds in the entire world. So how have you learned to embrace the grind and just love the grind? Um, you know.
1: I would say since my sophomore year of high school, it's always been something that, you know, has stuck with me. Coming into high school, I was pretty undersized. Um, And it was just, I got to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do if I don't get bigger, faster, stronger, and just overall better. So, you know, it was something I've always worked towards ever since then and just never looked back. And, you know, it's always, you know, if I'm on the field, if I'm in the weight room, it's always somewhere where I can just be at peace of mind and just, you know, dial in and focus on perfecting my craft. Absolutely. Well, That'll wrap up
0: this episode of The Face-Off, and I want to thank Christian for joining me today. We wish you the best of luck at the next level. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on The Face-Off Podcast. Gerhardt out.